Tim. And there we go. So we are back in the studio. <laughs> yes, we. It's like turning into a trend again, which is exactly what we want. It's very nice. Trending is good. Trending is good. And we are joined by, and I'm going to script your last name anyway, so let's just get it out of the way. I'm going to say Clara Pasakia. Pasika. I, I say Pasika. Yes. Which I got to say, yeah. doesn't little... sound Irish. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, my great-grandfather was born in a town on the Polish-Ukrainian border. It got passed uh, down through the mails, but uh, yeah, both my parents are Irish and Cambridge where I was born. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right. But yeah, we haven't seen you since the... Uh, the Guinness thing. Yeah, yeah, that I was know. very right. exciting. When we I was trying to remember when you came in because I know I don't remember a lot of it. Well, yeah, well, because it was you during the day. Away. Yeah, because yeah. and I remember we sat and we were chatting. There was a little. Was it like the Saturday though? I think. E, the yeah. 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 So you started on the Friday night, and yeah. it was it was a Saturday. Because yeah. you still weren't feeling your best at that point. Yeah. Because you stepped away and got an hour. Better than I was here before, but yeah. But then I was drinking so much water. Yeah, I was like, eh, I guess I gotta pee every twenty minutes. For a while, like by the end of it, I was going like after every guest, <laughs> like in between like, guests, I was like, well, I gotta pee again. <laughs> Crazy. But it was healthy. I got stronger as the weekend wore on. Oddly. And then, of course, now that we're totally awake, we can probably actually give her the full mind reels experience. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but I do love the fact that, and I'm gonna jump right into this because we were talking about this on the way in. Uh, not only do you do all your acting and you're also a playwright but you're also like very culturally and politically involved which is awesome i mean just speaking from a slightly <laughs> older exhausting. generation than 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 you because i'm a little older obviously but i love that you're out there doing these things i mean you you're on the you're the co-chair of the youth the youth committee yeah at, at actra. Uh, actra and you know you help with bill 17 mm-hmm. i mean what drives you for something like that? I mean, what? how did you get motivated to be so involved? Not that it's a bad thing. I'm just curious as to what did it. <laughs> well, uh, when I was in high school, I knew that I wanted to either uh, continue and be a, a professional actor or I wanted to be um, a human rights lawyer in the UN. Dear Lord. And I didn't know <laughs> which one to pick. And then sort of I did a play um, and I remember the third night of the play, and I remember lying on my parents' carpet next to the fireplace, and being sure that the, the, being sure of my choice. I remember just sort of, I was just so certain. I came back that that third night in in February, and I was just lying on their carpet, and I was completely certain. But another part of me had felt guilty for a long time huh. that I'd I'd made the the selfish choice. I felt really guilty that I could do anything like I I had you know good marks and things that I could have gone and uh, pursued any sort of uh, degree um, so I felt guilty for a long time and then I started to, to write sort of some socio-political stuff would come out of my writing and I was that was I, I started to feel like there was more than one way to to change the world through the work that I was doing as an totally. artist but then um, I became involved in in ACTRA the performers union uh, about halfway through my career now, um, you know, going on, on 10 years now. Um, but I was young when I started. Well, I mean, I'm still young. But, yes, <laughs> yes, you are. So it was, it was, it was 2011 when I just sort of sh- showed up to a meeting of the youth committee and I sort of became more and more involved from there. Um, 
and then yeah, got involved in, in Bill 17 and, and some other work that first through the parades committee and the youth committee, and then I started alternating on council. Then uh, I won um, in a by-election um, a seat on council, then I ran in the, the next election again and I won, and then um, I, I ran for vice president, one of the vice presidents, and then and then it happened. So. I think for me, what was really useful was was Bill the Bill Seventeen actually because having such a um, having such a political being part of such a political success, I should say, like really early on in my career, mm-hmm. um, made me see really early on that it it, it was possible. So mm-hmm. I wasn't jaded, feeling like oh we're all we're always just you know trying and sort of failing all the time. I was like oh you want to change change things like you just you do it and then then it happens and a lot of people have been fighting for that for a long time before I sort yeah. of came along yeah but it made me feel like things were possible um and then I was able to take that and carry it um with me as I've sort of gotten more people involved but yeah really it's the people who are around me who are still sort of fighting those those fights um and I see that we can make things better for performers and others so um yeah, just really seeing that change and making things better are possible. So, which is a great message. <laughs> and then it just makes you want to do it again. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, and then keep it's at just, it. yeah. it's just you know, it's it's a community now. They're they're um, they're my people. Yeah, so. nice. Very cool. Now, I read on your site that uh, that your most of your writing right now is kind of dealing with the multiculturalism. Mm-hmm. And this might come as a weird kind of out of left field question, mm-hmm. but you just started a uh, YouTube series uh, or interweb interweb series <laughs> interweb series uh, in human condition, mm-hmm. which is kind of a multiculturalism thing with the yeah. characters that are coming in because you've yeah. got like succubi and, and yeah. werewolves and stuff. Yeah. Did you see a cross pollination? Uh, I mean, I didn't create that series, of course, but I'm really excited that that type of work is is existing. I think it's a really fantastic series. I mean, in human condition. Uh, deals with you know marginalization and um, couples of, of mixed race, same-sex couples, all these sort of different types of things. And a lot of the time, um, it might use something like uh, segregation or marginalization of a, a werewolf, for instance. But of course, uh, Thomas, who is is a, a black performer, so it changes. It adds that extra level right. to yeah. the dynamic, and it allows you to. Um, also, I think to think about some of those types of questions and issues being explored in the real world in this sort of fictional environment yeah. allows you to sort of think about those things, which I think is such a beautiful thing about the way that totally. R.J. Lackey has, has uh, crafted crafted it, and also the way that it's been it's been cast, mm-hmm. um, the way that plays into to status is is really interesting, um, and you know, really, I think that these types of projects are just a reflection of, you know, this the city that yeah. that we live in. I mean, mm-hmm. that is that it is what it's yeah. it's like. Um, this does play into the relationships that we have with other people, and it is things that people carry with them. Um, it's interesting to have it set more in like a therapeutic environment too, mm-hmm. where people can be more open mm-hmm. and more vulnerable and say yeah. things that they wouldn't necessarily say to yeah. people mm-hmm. just out on the street or their friends even. Literally, the phrase I just thought in my head yeah. right there. Yeah. But yeah, and I love that they do that because I think we've talked about it before. Where it's that's the tenant of 
classic science fiction. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the prime example is classic Star Trek. They were talking about the Vietnam War, but they got to pass the censors because, oh, it's in space. and <laughs> Yeah, oh, this isn't real. Oh, he's black on one right. side and he's white on the other side. Oh, they can't really be talking about racism. And, but yeah, that's all. And I love yeah. that that thread is still being carried through to a lot of modern day science fiction, especially something like Inhuman Condition, where these things can be talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can watch it for just the surface story, mm -hmm. or you can turn around and say, okay, well, what did we actually see at yeah. hand here, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great that some of the some of the fans are coming at it from d different sort of levels of, of engagement in that, in that way, mm -hmm. the way that they're sort of engaging um, their minds with it, that already sort of in the comments, some people are starting to sort of comment in, in that sort of way, and others are more into like, yay, zombies, and you know, <laughs> yeah, both are, right? yeah, both are both great, valid. and yeah. both are, are valuable to right. be able to, and fulfilling for us as artists to be able to offer that, you know, you're really just entertaining someone, or you're showing someone who looks like them on screen, or, yeah. um, or you're showing someone who doesn't look like yeah. them on screen, and, and allowing them to, to think about yeah, uh, think about that in, in a new way through this sort of safe lens, I guess. That's what yeah, I was thinking yeah. too, because like, there'll be the people who can relate to what they're seeing on screen, and there's people who won't right away, but then they'll see something in their actual life, and yeah. they're like, oh, that's like on that show, right. when that mm -hmm. happened, and totally. now I sort of get it a little better, because I've already seen it happen fictionally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's why I love science fiction. Right there, man. Right there! That's why all my friends are on TV. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they're all right there. <laughs> And they're always there when you need them. You know, yeah, except when my PPR yeah. forgets yeah. to record. <laughs> or they kill them off in that episode. Uh, well, with yeah. Inhuman Condition, you don't have that problem. Exactly. Which is great. Well, all the time, whenever you want. No, it, it started, I, so I it started say, last, last night. So it started last night with yeah. the premiere. So uh, we launched the first six episodes. And they're Monday, Wednesday, and Friday releases at 5.30 cool. yeah. on Kanda TV. Which is great because... And this is Tuesday. So yeah. tomorrow, so right, now, right now, there'll be a new one tomorrow. Yeah, which yeah. is very cool. They are all right now sitting at home in my email box. Thanks I to, know. Thanks <laughs> to Shaftesbury. Thank you very much for that. Because they, they emailed and said, oh, you're talking to Clara. And we're like, yeah, we are. And it's like, you might want to talk about this. And we're like, hell yeah, we do. Yeah, they're, pr they're pretty on it. Yeah. I was typing so fast. I'm like, this is right up my alley. I can't yeah. wait to watch it. And of course, it's got you know our friend Tori Higginson in it. Yeah, she's Robin Dunn. Robin Dunn. Yep. Just, it's a Who else? Cast. There's somebody else that we've talked uh, to. Yeah. Uh, Kara Gee, have you? No. Heard? Yes, because she signed the poster. Her name is on our poster. No, she wasn't one of our. Are you sure? Yeah. I know because I know at TIFF, I was like, can we please talk to her? She's amazing. Where? She's in everything. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's great. She's great. <laughs> but I mean, well, I mean, speaking of everything, I mean, you're no slouch, Claire. Thank you. You, 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 <laughs> you stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've done, I mean, let's just run the gamut. You've done Murdoch, you've done yeah. Killjoys, you've done Dark Matter, I mean, you've done... Not Dark Matter. Not, not, no. I'm just saying it hasn't happened yet. Soon, Doesn't sure. Matter. Soon. I'm working on that. I'm working on it behind these oh, curtains great. here. Great, yeah. I'll, I'll inform my representative. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and, it's but, in the bag. <laughs> you know, you've done stage. Yeah. Um, oh, I even wanted to remember the, uh, the Shakespeare one that you did because it was like, that was one of my favorite ones and now it slipped my brain. Um, but, uh, did Firebrand... It'll come back to me when I'm least thinking about it. But yeah. you, you did map to three a.m. Map to the stars. I mean, you know, you kind of you don't seem to be, and you do a lot of stage, so you don't seem to be restraining yourself in any way. You're just kind of like you want to get out there and do as much as you can. You're not confining yourself to genres. You're just let me work and let me do my thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
To be honest, I, th- I mean, I've been very lucky that I get brought out for lots of different genres of things, and I am not pegged to just doing one thing. But I think that as well, you learn about different parts of yourself, doing mm-hmm. these different roles, playing characters that are, you know, really not like you, or really like you, or don't initially seem like you, but then you see parts of themselves, parts of yourself in mm-hmm. them. So I think doing all these different genres, you you grow in these different ways, not just as a performer, but um, for yourself. So, yeah, I've been really, really lucky. In yeah. that regard. Well, you've got that recurring on Rain. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which apparently, kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> apparently, Rain France was very excited to find out you're on the show tonight. Well, so, I'm, yeah. I'm glad so. to hear <laughs> it. It's really like, what? So, which is great because I just I love, and you got to work with Megan Follows for Pete's sake. Yes. Who's adorable. Yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. But it's, do you, because we tend not to anymore. I mean, we kind of occasionally do. Do you still get excited about meeting, like, certain actors or... Or, um, or working with... Yeah. I mean, is there somebody, like, I got so Like when you're on Dark Matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know what? Like, I, there's just so... There's so there's so many people that I get excited about, and then also people who might not be household names, but they might have been, you know, mentors to you. Yeah. Because there's so right. many strong uh, mentorship... Um, there's so much strong mentorship that happens in Toronto, I find, um, especially because I started working professionally on the stage. It's particularly strong mm. movement of, um, you know, women mentoring young women. There's a lot of sort of great programs through like Nightwood or Paprika or um, Theatre Revolve or sort of any of those companies. So I have people that I'm like, if they could just play my aunt or my mom, my life would be complete, you know. <laughs> so, so many people that you see them on a sign-in sheet when you're signing in on the actor call sheet and you're like, they're bringing them in for the audition. This must really That's be cool. legit. Yeah. And then you see them and you're like, oh, I thought this was like a small film, but if they're bringing them, the, 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 <laughs> they're the big wigs. Um, even though, you know, who knows, maybe there's someone who, who thinks that about me, like, oh. Yeah. But it's, we're, I mean, we're all just... Um, figuring it out and trying to make a living in this um, crazy industry. So, uh, yeah, but it, it is exciting to, to see someone that you just really respect. They mm-hmm. might not be, they might not be famous, but, uh, I mean, what does that mean? In Canada yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is, it is exciting. Um, I want to go back to that little mentorship thing you talked about. Yeah. Like the fact that, you know, you felt you were being mentored on your mm-hmm. way up. Have you... I mean, admittedly, we've covered this. You're still very young. But <laughs> have you kind of started mentoring them? Yeah, around? well, I mean, being the chair of, of the youth committee at ACTRA and doing different things that I do at, at ACTRA as, as the vice president. Um, so mentorship is really important um, at the way the governance structure works at ACTRA. So, you know, we have spearheads for, for different things. Uh, and as, as a co-chair of yeah, we'll sort of have a spearhead. They're doing the TIFF party. They're doing this. And mm-hmm. sort of helping people figure out how to, you know, plan an event, how to um, organize an initiative, um, and being there to sort of check in with people. And I mean, young performers sort of check in with me sort of all the time about things. They'll message me questions on Facebook or, or, or whatever um, from the Facebook page. So, uh, yeah, really just being what I felt like I sort of received nice. when I started getting involved in the union and um, in the end, when you do that, you have more people working for the same cause. Right, so yeah. really, you're doing it, but really, you're doing it for yourself, too, because it is yeah. it is our union. It's yeah. governed by performers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so by by spreading out the capacity to lead we just uh become stronger really um and uh to be able to turn to someone and know that when they give when they give their report they're just gonna know exactly what to say is is really exciting to be able to step back and be like yep i i barely helped with that because they because they did it yeah um so yeah that's it's good too because you spread out like you get a bunch of different viewpoints and a bunch of different backgrounds and Mm -hmm. a bunch of different just thought processes coming at different things so Mm -hmm. it sort of makes everything a little bit richer and it's like think how much we could achieve if we all know what we're doing if we all the amount of things that we can do i mean i can only start so many initiatives yeah at, at after since we're talking about that I can only start so many things I can't be ov- I can't completely oversee yeah so many yeah. things at once but you have someone else sort of capable it's of doing it sort of, yeah <laughs> you encourage them to to do it and encourage the skills they have that you don't have yeah um, and try and look for places that our, our members can fit whether it's you know writing articles in performance magazine or, or starting an initiative or um, or whatnot. See, developing each other's strengths is like a huge thing too. Yeah, it turns out that we like employers should right? do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Not that we'd say anything mean about our employers. I'm just saying oh. in general, right? Well, you know, there's a Canadian producer, Mike McMillan. Um, he sort of said once that there are three things that he's learned being this far in the industry that you could also apply to life, and one that I think is really beautiful um, was all ships rise at high tide. And it was about sort of being in the industry, and you know, someone someone gets the grant you want, still you know, celebrate them and, and tweet that they yeah. want that, and sort of do that. And in the end, we do we do all win, and when we do yeah. that, like we're such a wonderful industry here in Canada. But we have to support each other. We go out there you know, to those international film festivals. Like mm-hmm. we have to be sort of supporting, yeah. supporting each other because that's how we're gonna win. That's the brand that we're carrying forward. Yeah. We're bringing that largeness. Yeah. Um, by supporting each other, and someone will be there for for you when it's your turn. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always thought that was really beautiful. That's nice. I like that. But what else? You said, you said they had three. He had three. <laughs> the other one, one was apparently the first one's the um, only important one. I'm well, getting that, that was on the most shirt. Well, that yeah. was the beautiful one. No, no, they're all beautiful. At least I can remember all them. One of them was um, if someone something like if someone reveals themselves to you believe them someone shows them oh, to I've heard that before too yeah. so yeah so if someone you know they just pull out of someone else's project like don't care no care in the world of like well you know they, they've showed themselves to be that yeah. type of person like mm-hmm. it might not be the best for you or you know if sh- someone shows that they really sort of care about something you know so that one was was wonderful yeah was the third? that's a good one it was like if you have these three things, you're set for life. I'd be like, <laughs> I, I so am the secret of life. Where this, yeah, it's, I either, am it's the, either a cat or a dog. Yeah, <laughs> I am the Mike McMillan fan club. I respond to things and when I message him. I'll be like, "You're fangirl." Um, this is like the only Canadian producer who like completely has a fan club. But um, I'll think of what the third one is. Totally. Perhaps it'll come to me later on. The three. That's years. brilliant. No, I like that. Yeah. yeah, especially the real. I like the reveal yourself one. Yeah. But the high right, a uh, high oh, tide one makes um, perfect sense. It it was like okay, wait. The third one was uh, it was something like if it's not, it's it's it'll all be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. 
You know, you need a sound guy when you're shooting. Like, you can't find it. Like, it'll it'll be sort of figured out. You know, yeah. love. Someone breaks your heart, and you're just like, this yeah. sucks. But like in the end, you know, it'll, it'll yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, that one's good. That yeah. one. I think that one's solid advice my from Canadian yeah. producer Michael Mellon. I'm joining the fan club. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Are you the only other member so far? I don't know. I, like, I, I don't, don't usually so. make it public. It's an anonymous <laughs> fan my love for Michael Mellon. Yeah, That's he wants rented my friend a suit and a tux and can like he's just, oh, like, wow. just like an amazing man. That's brilliant. Yeah, good for him. See, yeah. and I like that because you hear, we hear more stories like that, like Canadian. Yeah. those are it's traditional a, Canadian yeah, stories. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they really are. It is. It is. It was in Cannes, and I was with one of my, uh, I was with a friend. Put those in my from from I LA. Um, who's the same manager as I do, and it was when Maps of the Stars was in Cannes. And we're standing in this place called, uh, it's called uh, Le Petit Maison or something, but it's like an intersection right. in Cannes that you hang out after, it's like the after-after party sort of situation. And so everyone's there just having drinks on the street because that's a thing. And uh, he sort of came up to us, I didn't know him, and we were talking for a bit, and then my friend Daniel had said that he wanted to, he really wanted to see my premiere, but they have a complicated system of getting tickets, and then... Uh, Mike said to him, do you have a tux? And he said, no. Um, he's like, well, you have to get one. And he took out his wallet, and he gave Daniel 50 euros. Oh, and he man. said, you need to rent a tux. Like, there's places to rent one here. You have to rent a tux. And he's like, I don't even have a ticket. And he's like, you're going to, like, figure this out. And then he said, I'll never think about that money for the rest of my life. But you will. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, wow. like, he knew that Daniel would be like, I have this like money for this like tux like I have to I have to I have to yeah. get I have to get a ticket like I have to make getting the ticket work and he did and he saw it um, and he was right and I messaged message Mike and I bring it up often I, like every after some time has passed like every five months I'll be like remember that remember that time <laughs> and I'll be like we did never forget and we did Daniel of course oh, that's fantastic and we we'd only met him earlier that he just he was just like knew I was a you know young Canadian actor we were here just building our careers and he was just there you go that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. yeah that is really fantastic yeah There's loads of beautiful stories like that from especially you know you take take the canadians this international oh, yeah. scene and they 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 were all ships rising at high tide and all over the place canadians are awesome yeah, yeah. we're just totally cool fact which was awesome this weekend i won't lie i had a very awesome canada day Good. weekend some of it was a little more colorful than it should have been. <clears throat> there was a drink involved. <laughs> I had um, a ginger beer. Nice. That's where I made my mistake. I'm like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there will be drinking. Yeah, involved. I made I made the horrendous mistake of mixing my alcohol over the weekend, oh. and I'm not supposed to do that. And I learned that I learned that error of my ways 15 years ago, but apparently it was just time to repeat it. So uh, but that's not it's not really factored into Mike's list. Yeah. So. Yeah. I that to Mike. Maybe you just have to like, mix them properly. It obviously was just not the end at that point. Is what yeah. Right. Yeah. I continue later, the next later day. Later was the end. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was a gorgeous Canada Day. It was... I yeah, except for like the, after, after the rain four, on Friday. Yeah. Yep. But even that didn't night. last nope. nearly as long as I thought. It was, yeah. It was a little windy. I was a little yeah. disappointed that it was so windy. 
because we wanted to go out on my dad's sailboat. Oh. And then the grown-ups decided it was too windy. Oh, man. And they didn't they wanted know? to go out on a couple of boats and tie them together and we had a whole plan. But, uh, yeah, when it's too windy, you, you can't go out. So. This is true. Watch yeah. the fireworks from the shore. Yeah, mm-hmm. You got to do it. Still good. Still good. Prime Canadian stuff. Yeah. Prime Canadian stuff. Fireworks? Yeah. <laughs> and drinking and hanging with friends. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a perfect weekend for me, for, you know, except for the... The not the end. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just say there are some plants that might have oh, different dear. vitamins now. I'm just saying that's, it was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I want to go back to the whole fact that you uh, that you're a bit of a playwright. Uh huh. <laughs> I heard player like as it was coming really? out of your mouth. That would like, be like completely you're a bit of a player. So you're a bit of a playwright, dealing with multiculturalism uh-huh. and stuff. Are you working just mainly like stage plays? Do you, do you no, see incorporating uh, last, that into film? I've been writing screenplays for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. more so. Um, so right now I have. Uh, animated short that uh, hopefully be done in August um, based on a, a picture book that I was writing oh. about uh, loss and impermanence um, right. yeah so that one started writing uh, when I was hiking when I was in LA for pilot season last year and uh, I was sitting on a mountain it was really quiet there was like nobody else around and uh I closed my eyes and I could hear this like little sort of trickling sound as I was sitting on the mountain. It was very dry. And I thought that it was water, like I thought it was a river. And then I realized it was actually the mountain eroding because it was, oh. you know, little bits of stone. Oh, wow. So I realized, wow, the mountain that I'm sitting on is in fact becoming smaller and smaller slowly. <laughs> as I sit here. So at the time, she's actually fine now, but um, at the time, uh, it seemed like my grandmother was dying. I mean, she's still like 91, but she's actually doing better now. But at the time, it seemed more sort of imminent. Mm. So I had sort of loss and impermanence kind of like on my mind. Um, and as I realized this mountain, like even this huge majestic thing was actually impermanent too, um, I started to write. And so that's a, a grandmother and a little girl. And the grandmother um, wishes that, the, the, the little girl wishes that the grandmother could stay. Um, forever and she says I wish you were a mountain and you could look over me forever and the grandmother says uh, you know even if I was a mountain rocks would erode me and become smaller and smaller and then you know I wouldn't be the mountain and she, all these other things that she sort of has um, sort of come to her uh, as the child sort of comes to terms with this um, and then uh, it, they find something that does remain sort of in, in the end so yeah I started writing as a picture book um, haven't submitted it anywhere mm-hmm. yet um, and then I tr- I've turned it into a, an animated film that will if it gets de- completed will <laughs> screen at the Real World Film Festival in, in oh, October yeah so the, the youth committee yeah has a special relationship with, with Real World mm-hmm. so we send a, a block of films to the festival and they have their own sort of slot and they always sell out and do really well it's just a great opportunity for our young performers to also um uh, become filmmakers and mm-hmm. they have the support of each other and they all fundraise together and um, you know often work on each other's crews and whatnot and they're sort of t- taking on these these new roles some of them some of them now it's their you know second or third or fourth film um, in, a, in a new way and they get to sort of have that accumulation 
um, of, of work together. Um, so yeah, I'm also really excited for what they're going to bring. They were just all sending posters and things like that oh, earlier fantastic. today. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's really, really great program. So yeah. And then that's the other thing. I mean, there are the film programs in Toronto. There are so many film mm-hmm. festivals. There's so many ways to get involved. I mean, how many people would you meet like in a day or even over the course of a festival that say, I want to do what you want to do. How do I do that? And, and yeah. Toronto seems like the place where you can. Yeah, there's just, there's such a, people are so hungry to work and mm-hmm. explore. Um, and now there's so many ways that you can make a film for not that much money. Yeah. Um, and there's so many great sort of programs that you can even use, professional talent mm-hmm. that just want to sort of explore things. So, you know, a lot of the actors in these films are like award-winning actors and these young performers have just sort of asked them and they've said yes because they, they want to sort of support this next generation yeah. of rising talent and also because for performers that are sort of more more experienced and further along they recognize that these these young artists have something different to bring and that they're also using different platforms in different mm-hmm. ways and they're able to you know infuse a, a new energy online to to someone's right. career and different things like that so um i think that's been a really big that's been a really big part of my own sort of growth and development realizing mm-hmm. that young artists have something to offer that that's different it's not just oh, all these like amazing older artists are sort of amazing and I, like I, I like they're just giving it to me you know out of charity like <laughs> the fact that they would want to work with me or that they're sort of whatever um the same with my own sort of political career at actra um but it's not just cute it's uh that these young performers have these amazing other gifts to offer mm-hmm. um and these others other skills um and people can try on different hats too because yeah. there's so much yeah. that needs to go into it. You don't have like somebody different to do everything. Yeah, there so. definitely seems to be more of that yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Because you get the chance to say, oh, like you do what I you need, need to to get operator. it made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get it done. And the work just keeps getting better, better, and better. And the great thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's not costing a, a huge amount of money. So if, if a film doesn't completely work, like that's, that's okay. Yeah. Because you still just learn. You learn. Yeah. yeah. Just part of. Part of the growth, and you're also still, you know, supported by, yeah. um, by this this community, which would I think would make it easier not to fail because that's not so much yeah. what it is, but it's easier probably to to fumble a little and then be able to get yeah. back up afterwards because you've yeah. got that support group. Yeah, yeah, which is great. It's easier to learn from your mistake. And totally. Yeah. Pick up and move yeah. on. Yeah, and I think like another thing that I've noticed being sort of this far into my career is that. Um, I think I used to think that you always have to be, you know, building and sort of getting better and getting better. But sometimes, you know, you might you might do one project that's like, well, that wasn't very good, <laughs> and that's okay to have to be. You reach sort of a certain level, and then to take to a project that feels like a step down mm-hmm. that yeah. totally fails. Yeah. You know, whether it's something that you're cast in, you know, you're cast you're cast in something that's kind of crap, like whatever. It doesn't mean oh, my career is going downhill. Or right. it's the same yeah. as, like, you have a big period of time where you're not working. I yeah. mean, at the beginning yeah. of 2015, I didn't work a day until I got rain, and then I got the biggest series that I've ever gotten. <laughs> but I hadn't worked until... I didn't work from January to June. Yeah. And I was coming off of a big year and sort of whatever. But it doesn't mean that... I used to always think, since very early in my career, there'd be a silence or some things would just be, like, you know, very only small projects. I'd be like, I've peaked. 
<laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like 17 I'd be like I peaked um, people would be like aren't you like a child <laughs> and I'd be like yeah and, and that's it it just happened really early and I would convince myself I would be like I've that's the sad yeah. Um and now to recognize that either to do something that isn't isn't as good or to, to have a sort of lower period it's it's not that's not what, what that is and then also of course to have so many things ongoing that you, you do have control over of mm-hmm. course helps too. I like that that whole you know it's not necessarily bad it's different kind of thing because there used to be when we were growing up it's definitely not as prevalent now because there's such good television but you would never see say a movie actor doing a TV show because they would see that as a step down Yeah. whereas now some of the best writing is Mm -hmm. television so you'd be like yeah I'd do television in a second (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and then your journey keeps going as well I mean so early in my career, I was like, I'm just going to do stage. That's like the real... That's real, but, real life. But I don't feel that anymore, and partly because I've been blessed, which, like, I mean, there's the hashtag blessed, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> but um, I'm still, like, going to use that word as a placeholder there. Um, to, to be able to have roles that are, and characters that are really rich and fulfilling within, within television and, mm-hmm. and film... Um, that I've been able to have actually some pretty real conversations about things that I might not have been able to have with such a wide audience in the theater. And I've right. been able to to have those real conversations as a result of work that I've, I've done in television. So I've abs- I absolutely think that work is, is as real and as valuable and allows people to in- engage in a different but valuable way. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, there's the whole wider audience because as much as I love stage mm-hmm. I mean that's if you're lucky like it's like 200 300 people a night if you're lucky whereas yeah. television series can reach people for the a world the world <laughs> and not even immediately it can like six months down the line you could have somebody yeah. just say I just saw you on ring for the first yeah. time and, yeah. yeah and the other thing too is like there's I, I was gonna say different levels of intimacy but I think just different types of intimacy like there's being in the same room with a theater mm-hmm. actor there's being like in a dark movie theater and there's having someone in your living room essentially <laughs> when you're watching yeah. them on television. And it's all like sort of different levels of, but there's a, a different kind of connection, I guess, that's made yeah. between the actor yeah. and the audience. The other thing is with stage is that you begin the conversation, but you often are then done with the yeah. conversation. So now mm-hmm. with things like like Twitter with television yeah. and, and digital series in particular, you're part of the conversation as it sort of continues. So very selfishly, because I like talking about deep and real <laughs> things, um, television allows me the capacity to do that. Whereas theater, you might you might you know leave backstage and then talk to people who are standing around, but um, with television, you keep having yeah. Yeah, conversation, conversation and yeah. it, people are less uh, intimidated. I mean, sometimes with stage, people just say like, you were awesome. <laughs> With, for some reason, people are less afraid on... And you can start sort of conversations about things. I felt that a lot with with Rain, um, being able to, to start those sort of bigger conversations and have them kind of keep going um, is a unique thing because it's, it's safer, I think. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah. Or just the level of interaction you can do yeah. now yeah. Like with Twitter and Facebook I think, too, because like when it's in person, you kind of have to, and I'm like struggling with it right now, but you have to like make words come out <laughs> at the time. Whereas yeah. with Twitter, you can like leave it for a minute and go, like, hey, yeah. how am I going to respond to this in yeah. 147 characters or whatever it is? Yeah. And be very clever. Yeah. And witty. 
It just yeah. gives you, it gives you the chance because then you can't even. I mean, you can get into certainly very heated arguments and stuff sure. <laughs> or discussions, <laughs> but at the same time, like you can always go back and reread something and go like, oh, I missed the tone or whatever that was yeah. there before. It's true. Once you've calmed down. <laughs> you can I rephrase. Usually avoid, I usually avoid the more like angry sections. Yes, but yeah. I've definitely had some. I've definitely had some deep ones. That's brilliant. But yeah, as you do, whenever passion gets involved. Well, that's right. Well, that's the <laughs> thing, right? Because these television shows, because you have the time to get used to the characters, get involved with the characters, mm-hmm. and their storylines. Yeah, there's going to be a passion that mm-hmm. develops out of it, and then that transfers to the conversations. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, people get excited. They're like, oh, I'm talking to so and so and she played you know so and so on this show and, and that's that's exciting mm-hmm. I mean and just to complete s- steel thunder there for a second I had that this weekend whereas this this woman has been retweeting I watched the Rockford Files like two years ago and for the oh, block yeah. kind of worked my way through it and this lady had started retweeting them again and I was just kind of like okay and I looked up her Twitter handle it's Mav Rocks Girl as in Maverick because of he played James Garner played Maverick <laughs> and Rock for Rockford and I looked her up and she's following me on Twitter and this it's James Garner's daughter is following me on Twitter mm-hmm. and that just kind of I'm like oh my god so <laughs> I got I got freaked out by stuff like that but then I'm like I can actually now have a conversation with this woman and just yeah I like that I like being able to reach out to these people that kind of influence my life and stuff like that yeah. I love that Twitter can do that. And that people like yourself are willing to interact as well, to carry on a conversation and, and yeah. chat. And yeah, well, it's the I same usually, thing, too. Like, yeah. somebody will play a gay character, and all of a sudden, people who haven't talked about their sexuality before are telling this mm-hmm. perfect stranger oh, yeah. on Twitter because they've seen them bring and their the own experience yeah. to the screen mm-hmm. and the performance. I love yeah. when stuff like that happens. Yeah, yeah, they have, like, Kind of TV has had some really great experiences for yeah. getting people to, to feel like it's... A place that they can talk about there because yeah. they deal with a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of gay themes, um, and uh, you know sometimes with these shows, people they don't necessarily use their their actual name and their handle. Like they might be a something sort yeah. of fan, yeah. yeah. And there's that safety in that too. Oh, but totally. they're able to find community in yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, so you know, social media does a lot of really dumb surface things, <laughs> but it also does some pretty beautiful things. Yeah, it really can. Because um, the fans yeah. get together too. Like that yeah. forms a whole community that, that everybody's a part of and everybody's yeah. on the same level. And feel yeah. sort of supported in. Yeah. Or, yeah. Which yeah. is important. Everybody rises at high tide. Yeah. <laughs> but you did. Huh? Sue. That's what they call a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually the perfect place to wrap up the, the long, long version. version. All right. Which is great. Clara, I... I actually going to go out on a limb and say this right now while we're still on the air, that this is probably one of our most, I'm going to use the word erudite, thank you, uh, and well thought out interviews that we've done in a while. I mean, you're a very engaging guest, and, and I love the conversation we've had here. I mean, don't get you're me wrong. You're very articulate yeah. for a kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> we usually tend to laugh and jest and joke and goof off and stuff, yeah. but this is, very a, a very, <laughs> this is a very engaging and smart conversation, and I'm glad you could come in and do that with us. Thank you so much. So, so stay right there. You stay right there. And we'll be back with the abridged version, or the British version. And uh, we'll have some quick round questions for, uh, for our guest. Yeah.